All right. And we're back again. And while our podcast is going to come out after the deadline, we are actually podcasting at 1.30, as Jeff uh, mentioned yesterday in his tweets that, yes, we had back-to-back days and potentially a double podcast today because we, I we may jump on to do a underachievers as well with Brian, uh, but that one's still up in the air. But for now, the moment you've all been waiting for, we're going to talk about Kyle Schwarber. Yeah. And Nick Castellanos. Yes. We're talking baseball because that's the most important thing that's going on today because the Phillies do have a spring training game going on and JT's in it. I was really hoping, you know, Schwarber would be playing, but he's not playing yet. You know, it's okay. He just just got there. It's all good. It's all good. He he, he met with the media this morning. So, no, of course not. We are talking the 2022 NHL trade deadline. Oh, I'm on the podcast. We are 90 minutes away until the 3 p.m. deadline is here. So with that being said, we have a lot to break down, <clears throat> a lot Already. to cover. Already. We have again, so, 90 minutes to go. Yes. <laughs> Up the Flyers so, Twitter page just and just to, yep. it this is very small in terms of major trades happening today, but Flyers it's wise. Still Flyers trade. Um Justin Braun was dealt for a third round 2023 third round pick um to the New York Rangers. So correct. So I mean, good for honestly good for the for Flyers. The Flyers for getting I mean, a third. Yeah, obviously, Chuck seems to be really wanted to a, get a second round pick for him. Um, yes, but just keep it, in mind also that they rumored. gave up a second and a third for him to come here, yeah. so they got exactly. something back that we had to give up. Obviously, you exactly. would prefer so. the second, but you'll take the third and no salary retention, which I mean, Correct. his contract is isn't awesome. that bad. It's only one point eight, something like that. Um, let me see. Yeah, somewhere around there, which honestly, again, isn't too bad at all. Um, and other trades that's happened leading up to the deadline, uh, some big ones. You have Josh Manson getting to the Colorado Avalanche for Drew Hellison and a 2023 second round pick. Hellison, of course, was rumored for any potential jury trade to um, for the Flyers to the Avs. Obviously, that didn't happen. We talked about it yesterday. Drew went to the Panthers over the weekend. Uh, we talked about that and our you know, thoughts on the trade um, there. You had Tyson we, Jost go to Minnesota for Nico Stern one for one. Um, one of the bigger ones, Ben Sherratt, fifty percent salary retained as well, going to the Florida Panthers uh, for twenty twenty three conditional first, twenty twenty two fourth, and Tyson uh, Smolanic. The conditions are the Rangers, the uh, Rangers, and the fourth round pick. It's a conditional previous trade with the Rangers, of course, for the Montreal. At the time of the previous trade, the Rangers owned their fourth and Winnipeg's fourth. Florida will receive the lower of the two. Um, the conditions for the first is top 10 protected. In the event that the Panthers retain their 2022 first, they will no longer own their 2023 first, and Montreal would said get their 2024 first round pick. Uh, also, later that day, Cal Yonkrock went to the Calgary Flames in exchange for a 2022 second, 2023 third, and 2024, 2024 seventh, excuse me. Um, three days ago, a huge trade here, which called overpayment, but I mean, hey, Tampa, the knows what they're doing. Brandon Hagel, a fourth round pick in 2022 and 2024 fourth round pick 
as well going to Tampa for Taylor Radish, Forrest Kachuk, a 2023 third, sorry, uh, 23 uh, first conditional round pick, and a 2024 conditional first round pick as well. Both are top 10 protected. Um, yes, uh, two days ago, you had uh, Hampus Lindholm, 50% salary retained. Um, and Cody Curran go to the Boston Bruins from the Anaheim Ducks. Exchange for John Moore, Euro Viking, a 2022 first, a 2023 second, 2024 second as well. And on top of that, Hampus Holmes had an eight-year extension with the Bruins. Um, of course, on um, Saturday, Drew German Rubisov, 2024 fifth round pick in Connor Bunneman, which we mentioned yesterday, went mm-hmm. to Philadelphia for Owen Tippett. 2023 third and a conditional first round pick in 2024 where is top 10 uh, selected i'm sorry um top 10 protected and if it happens to be a top 10 pick then the 24 first goes to 2025 um i don't think it actually the we mentioned the trade last night but i don't think it actually became official of what was going into the mark giordano trade we did not. We talked about it briefly. Uh, is official though. Mark Giordano with fifty percent salary retained by Seattle, going to the Toronto Maple Leafs and Colin Blackwell for a twenty twenty second second and twenty twenty three second, along with a twenty twenty four third round pick. Um, then Tampa Bay last night acquired uh, Nicholas Paul for Matthew Joseph and a fourth round pick, and then so far, t- um, let me see here. There's only There's been a- one. Big, big trade today. Yeah. Uh, the biggest one, of course, was Mark andre Fleury going to the Minnesota Wild for a 2022 second initial pick. And they pick upgrades to a 2022 first if Minnesota reaches the Western Conference final. And Fleury has at least four wins in the first two rounds. Um, other than that, those are the biggest ones. Some other minor ones. Uh, Arizona gets Brian Little's full contract, which is a 5.29 mil cap it and the rights to um, college player Nathan Smith for a 2022 fourth round pick. So the fact that Arizona got that much cap kind of surprises me because, or I'm um, sorry, um, or they took on that much cap and they only gave up, and they, in fact, they gave up a fourth. So Do you see why? how many picks they have. Yeah. Well, then again, to be fair, it also, well, I'm more so thinking the Shane Goss' spare aspect because, to be fair, Goose is still playing while Brian Little not so much. So that actually makes sense. They also still have 5.5 mil in cap space. Yeah, that too. Not to mention that Louis Erickson and Phil Kessel that they'll lose at the end of the season more than likely. Anton Strawman's also a free agent after the end of the year. All three guys mm-hmm. over five and a half plus. So they're going to have even more money there. Uh, not to mention all their guys who are on IR, which includes now Brian Little, um, yep. which has uh, Anton Roussel, Jay Beagle on there. Uh, just a couple more guys. Uh, Andrew Ladd, uh, but he's still two more years until that contract's Correct. done. Um, also, another minor trade that happened to help the Wild get Flurry. Um, the just to make room, they traded Capo Kakinen in 2022, fifth to San Jose for Jacob Middleton. So there's that there. Um, other than that, uh, looking at uh, TSN's trade bait list, uh, Ricard Raquel 
Max Domi are still there. You can officially take off Justin Braun, uh, Jacob Middleton. You can also take off technically Arizona's cap space because they took on the contract for uh, Brian Little. Um, Rick Kulak, he's rumored to be traded today. Uh, there is rumors that it was supposed to be for a 2023 second. It's not confirmed yet. It's still waiting to hear from um, confirmation. Uh, David Pagnano from the fourth period was one of the ones told about there. Um, just now, Brian Hedger, I don't know who that's supposed to be. He's verified, and he's in. Uh, I guess he covers the Blue Jackets. There are some talks about Domi possibly going to Carolina as the Hurricanes were the only team with a scout on Saturday's game against the Blues. So possible idea, uh, possible trade there. I think it's just more so smoke right now, but Max Domi potentially going to the Carolina Hurricanes. So keep an eye out there. <laughs> oh, God. You look thrilled. So... Did you see what the Nashville Predators Twitter page just tweeted out a minute ago? I did. So the, I did. To, to share with the class. So they t- just tweeted out, best of luck in Toronto. Thanks for all you did in Smashville. And it is for future considerations. Future considerations. <laughs> I, I love it. It's a picture of the colors of Nashville, of the uh, Predators colors and uh, written out is thank you. That's fantastic. Yeah. He did just as much as Frank Gore did in Philadelphia. <laughs> All right. Looking at everything here. Um, yeah, there's not really yeah, nothing anything really. else right now. I'll keep an eye, of course, on Twitter. Um, looking at the trade board. There were rumors that Ricard Raquel, uh, there was interest there from the Rangers. Uh, of course, they traded for Justin Braun earlier. Again, review that, gave up a 2023 third-round pick. The Flyers now have, I believe, three third-round picks in the year 2023. Um, not a bad you know, idea there at all, considering the fact that it's supposed to be one of the deepest draft classes in quite some time, probably since the 2015 uh, draft. All right. Looks like Kevin. And by the way, Kevin Weeks has been an absolute like stud in trade in mounting all these trades. It does sound like um, there is a trade for the Bruins uh, per Kevin Weeks. I'll have to get that in a second. It also sounds like Colorado and the Rangers are calling in for Andrew Cagliano along with teams calling about James Ryder, Reimer, excuse me, according to reports. So gotta keep an eye out there. James Ryder, not James Reimer, by the way. James Ryder is a Vesna winning goalie. James Reimer, on the other hand, not so much. And here I thought he was an Norris finalist. (laughs) Um, But in terms of the trades that have happened in the past couple of days or whatever, in terms of the major ones, how much do you think it moves the needle for some of these teams? I also keep in mind 
there's one team outside of one trade and getting Josh Manson. And Josh Manson is a good defenseman. He's kind of been struggling. But mm-hmm. who do you think, uh, just in terms of those who made the trades, have made it so enough where they've changed, where right now, after their moves, you're a little different on where do you think they'll be in the playoffs come playoff time? There certainly is the idea of Minnesota just moving the needle. Because once you get a goaltender like Mark andre Fleury, that changes a lot. Clearly, they didn't have enough. You saw what he did for Vegas. He won the Vezina last year. He won the Vezina last year. He pretty much helped Vegas go to the Stanley Cup. Yeah. They didn't win, but he was a good reason why. Um, I know that was 2018, but he's still been just as good then. Um, obviously, cap reasons why was the reason why he had to be dealt out of Vegas. Um, but I'll say this. Now he's got a chance to go up against his former team again. <laughs> but this yep. time actually in the playoffs and not Chicago, who people thought for some reason they were going to be in the playoffs, even though they're still not good. It sounds like William Lagason is part of the deal for Brett Kulak. Cool. So keep an eye out for there. Also sounds like uh, Ryan Carpenter is possibly in a trade, according to Ben Pope, who's a beat, beat writer for the Suns' time um, between the Blackhawks and the Predators. So we'll keep an eye out for that there, too. But now I really think that Minnesota's trade here with the Blackhawks really does move the needle for them. Because think about it, they were relying on Cam Talbot and Capo Kakinen, who really I, I don't I don't know a whole lot about, but I think he's a little bit more of nothing rather than something. Um, with that being said though, I think this really pushes, you know, Minnesota. It gives them a solid goaltender. I completely understood what they're doing. And not say say they have to go up, Minnesota has to go up against Colorado. Because before all these trades were happening, I was trying to think in my mind once we get to playoff times, especially Mm. who Colorado had to face, teams that can pose a threat to them. The one team that came to mind was St. Louis because just the way they play, I feel like. At times, they would be able to slow Colorado down, and especially if, you know, Nazem Kadri doesn't play, which they still haven't really found a replacement in case he does. I guess that does happen. Um, because before, I was like, well, Minnesota, I feel like as good as they are, I didn't think they have that as good of a potential as beating Colorado. But after this trade, my thoughts on that have changed a little just because, you know, it's flurry. Mm. He's still dominating as well as he has for the past couple of years now. So with that being said, and now that you have Cam Talbot as a backup, and the reason why I didn't really trust him was because of Cam Talbot, because I wasn't sure come playoff time, which is why I still am not 100% confident in some of these teams, Toronto, Colorado still, Carolina in a way, because all their goaltenders to me have, even Florida, if you want to throw Bob in there, goaltenders who one that comes to playoff time, I don't know if I can rely on them. 
Freddie Anderson has struggled in the playoffs before. Peter Morazic struggled in the playoffs before. Uh, Cam Talbot, you're not really sure if he's going to be able to pull out a couple series if you really if you think you're going to go that far. Mark Andre Fleury can do that. So for me, I guess Minnesota was the highest pick and having it a conditional yeah. 2020 uh, 2022 uh, second round pick, but. If ever, if I'm, I have to believe those teams I just mentioned also at some point had to uh, get in there in terms of uh, talk, or asking Chicago about them. Also, uh, real quick breaking news here: you have the Ottawa Senators acquiring Zach Zenishin and a fifth round pick in 2022 in exchange for defenseman Josh Brown, a conditional seventh. In 2022, going back to Boston, uh, Zenishin was part of that infamous three consecutive first-round picks for the Boston Bruins being one of those selections here. So another first former first-round pick for Boston on the move. He probably shouldn't have gone first round, but he was for some reason. Exactly. <clears throat> you, yeah, know, and, and you, you know what I was saying, though, about the because – when you look yeah. at all these teams, I feel like all these teams at some point you have to be like, okay, yeah, as good as Colorado is, and you can put on paper how great they are, but at the same time, you can look at the paper and be like, okay, there are some holes here. And if a team can exploit are. them, then they're vulnerable. And they, oh, I feel like sure. they haven't earned that that thought process of me or that thought of me of oh they're automatic Stanley Cup final or favorites they're, they're I don't even have them as a, really a favorite for West because they can't get past the second round no and, and I'm still curious as, on because I feel like they have to do something outside um, of just getting Josh Manson correct but, I mean yeah they got Nika Sturma who helps your depth but at the same time that's not enough they need so I'm looking at I'm looking at their lines right now by the way according to Emily Kaplan from ESPN Ducks are indeed shopping Ricard Raquel the report is both Boston and Vegas are advanced talks um, with the Rangers involved at one point. Mm-hmm. So that's something to keep an eye out for there. Um, but looking at their lines, you have Valerie Nachushkin, McKinnon, Ranson as the top line, Andre Burakovsky, Kadri and Logan O'Connor, second line. New and Hope, they know Kadri's going to do something, so he's not going to be in the yes. playoffs. Uh, New York Sturm and Comfort third line. That's a real solid third line. But if I'm Colorado, I'm putting as long as you have a New Hook on the wing, put him on the second line. Where are you doing on the third? That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, though, um, fourth line: Curtis McDermott, Darren Helm, and Nicholas Abe Kubel. Go playing. Um, he's going far. He's going to go farther than the Flyers are this year. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, but yeah, to, yeah, and out of other teams that have made moves that I think may move the needle a little bit in terms of me thinking they can, you can take easily another, argue Minnesota because yeah, they get like a legitimate just, goal yeah, tender and Yeah, like you were just mentioning. Um, other than that, who else would you say? I mean, looking. I at, would say. Just not that I think they could go far as say win and coming out of the East. 
I say I could see them coming out and winning a round and making it a comp a, a series against Tampa, who I assume are going to end up playing, and that's going to be Florida. Yeah, obviously well, added Florida, Florida, which is huge. Yep. They you got also added the they certainly got Ben Schrock, correct. Yeah. Yeah, they and definitely I think because of that Schrock trade, that kind of fret the Flyers in terms of trying to get a first. It, it did, Another because first. I think if Fletcher was quick enough, he could have gotten that 2023 first and not yeah. the 2024. But because you know Montreal pulled the trigger first, his hands were tied. And I and think again, that was a good move on Montreal's part to move quickly. The issue you have here is for Florida is that Aaron Ekblad did get hurt. And while it doesn't sound like it's he's not for... it's supposed to be as bad or serious as people expect, so that's a good sign there for Florida. Yeah, I don't and know by, how long. I at this point, if I'm Florida, I'm already guaranteed a playoff spot at this point. It's just a matter of when you're going to get it. Absolutely. Um, I would shut him down for the rest of the year. You just got Ben Sherratt as another piece to throw I mean, to your hey, defense. Just, just try your way keep, to the playoffs. To be honest, yeah, don't. Don't do what Boston did or what Tampa did when they got swept by uh, uh, Columbus, Columbus, where yeah. they were pretty much going for trying to go for that record, essentially. So no, not only that, that, but they 100% underestimated Columbus. That's the other. Well, that because, too. And Hedman got hurt right before the season. And Hedman got hurt, yeah. And you can't. And Hedman is just as important as t- to Tampa Bay as Aaron Eckblatt is to Florida. Obviously, Huberto's having a terrific year and he's probably going to be a heart finalist if not potentially take it um getting Drew also takes pre- some pressure off him and bark off too yeah so if you do have to play tampa and you have to go up against their depth you throw drew on their second line or third line wherever you put drew and then i'm curious looking at that i, I would love to see where the like faceoff has Juru on there mm-hmm. because I, I definitely don't see him on the first line yet. Um, Probably not. Yeah, but I would. I think it. They're if I'm them, I'm doing it as what Chicago would at times do with separating Kane and Taze. What the mm-hmm. Penguins did in separating Crosby and Malkin in the playoff times, just to get a little more depth and make it a little harder for teams to coach you correct so that's where i think the drew trade helps now do i think they could take it i'm not even sure if they can beat tampa right now i think it can probably make not because i mean I, can, I think adding i think Brandon they can make Eagle it helps i don't know if it moves the needle for them yeah but it certainly helps because you get it don't forget i mean you know brandon hagel is still like a younger guy but like he was barely in, in the league but he's 21 goals this year that can't be overlooked. At the same time, yeah. though, like we were saying yesterday with Owen Tippett and Jonathan Druin, as good as Tampa is, where do you put them? Right. Also, I am also, looking at daily faceoff. Real, sorry, real quick on Florida. They mm-hmm. do have Giroux on the top line with Carter Rehey being centered by Barkov. So I think that's a very interesting line. I think that's, that's a, a solid su- line. That's a super strong there. So that means um, I, they I have Huberto on the second line? With Bennett and Anthony DeClaire. Interesting. Now, so you won't really know how they'll pair those lines until he actually gets there and Drew's just. Official trade Edmonton. 
trading a second round pick in, uh, and William Lagason to the Montreal Canadiens for Brett Kulak, according to Frank Cervelli. So that is the official trade there. Um, also worth noting from Cap Friendly, Lagason needs 18 more games played in order to retain his RFA status. If he does not, the Hab, um, sorry, if he does not play in 18 more games for the Habs, he will expire as a Group Six UFA this summer. Montreal has 20 games remaining. So that's an interesting note there. Um, but for for Tampa, they add Kulak. Sorry, not Kulak. They add um, Hagel. They also added. Um, McPaul, who's an interesting depth piece there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, to me, it's just funny because of all. Now, I think depending on how they clearly they liked Nick Paul a lot, and I personally thought that getting rid of Matthew Joseph was a bit of a mistake because he, to me, brings a little bit more than what Nick Paul does. I know what kind of player, you know, for the most part. Um, Matthew Joseph is for Nick Paul. I don't know much about him, if not anything at all. It's just, I don't know much about him, but for Matthew Joseph, he brings a lot. He, he's a good penalty killer. He brings a lot of speed. He's good up against the boards uh, for Nick Paul. I don't know what you get in him. It's probably because I don't really see a lot of him, which is fair, but for Matthew Joseph, I think he's more noticeable. So I think that they kind of downgrade their roster a little bit here with, with an interesting trade. Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds like. But who do you think the flip side of that? Yeah. Those teams in that playoff bubble that need that you would say need to make some kind of move to mm-hmm. uh, improve their chances. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, not that I think they really need any more pieces. And as Emily Kaplan, you t- said a couple of minutes ago, or she. I tweeted out saying that they're interested in uh, Ricard Raquel. Vegas has right. been relatively quiet during this deadline. They've been not that it really matters quiet. because their reinforcements or hopeful reinforcements are just hurt. So by the time they get fully healthy, that really won't matter. But right now, it's almost feels like you. Sh- if you're Vegas, you have to consider maybe making a move because you're almost at that point where you're not even sure if you're going to make wow. the playoffs. Now we're getting some trades. Nick Letty to St. Louis, and it sounds like our Terry, here we go, our Terry Luckinen. Panarin? Oh. You wish. Four, two months. Oh, sorry, from Montreal to Colorado for Justin Barron and a second rounder. Who? Wow. So those are some big tricks there. I'd imagine with that, Flyers fans are not going to be happy because they definitely could have had Justin Barron. But to be fair, Drew had to want to go to Colorado in the first place. I didn't want him on Colorado. You're not wrong. I didn't want him on Colorado because I'm kind of tired of the hype of Colorado. I have nothing against them. It's just the same reason why I didn't really like the Buffalo Bills this last season, the NFL, because people were hyping them so much. Is oh, this team's going to go to the Super Bowl. This team's destined to be in the Stanley Cup. Where it's like, show me, show me where in the recent history where they're going to be close to that, and then maybe I'll agree. But right now, I can't say that. So, 
I and and good graces, I couldn't couldn't even with Drew there, I couldn't root for Colorado. Like it was almost like if he was gonna go there, like when um Teeman went to Chicago. Couldn't root for Chicago. Even though it was Teeman was there. I couldn't do it. Wow, so this is interesting. So I want to talk about this Colorado trade first mm-hmm. because for Colorado, they get a good goal scorer and just player, all around player in Nick, yeah, sorry, Arteri Lekkinen. No, I don't believe he was worth a first round pick at all. I think some teams were saying a first and more. They get a guy in Justin Barron. So, it's interesting because, and so for, I want to look at Luddy's contract right now because looking at him, no, nah, he's going to be an RFA. He's 2.3 mil cap hit and he's a RFA. So they're going to have to resign him. Um, so we will see how this plays out, but I, you know, a guy like Lekkanen, I'd imagine they're re-signing him. I mean, yeah, or at least trading his rights. Um, because why trade a guy, Justin Barron, for a rental? Again, he can't really be rental because he has his rights. Well, I mean, he, he's signed to the end of the season, but he's essentially going to be an RFA. Yeah. It makes sense though, because Colorado certainly seemed quiet. They did, which I was enjoying. I'm curious if there's anything else going on in this. Oh, fires related. This is from Dave Pagnota a minute ago. The fires have also been working on options for Martin Jones. Really? Yeah. Very interested by that. So we are getting trades. That's weird how that happens an hour before deadline. Someone kept bringing up the idea that Provorov was going to go to St. Louis, and I, I didn't He's understand not. it, especially now that Nick Lilly's going to St. Louis. There's no way either the him. Okay, Oscar Sunquist is going, and Jake Wallman are going to Detroit in the um, Letty deal. So this is, and that's according to Frank Sarvalli. I think it's a solid deal for Detroit because they get a younger, I I don't know much about the woman, but um, 
for Oscar Sunquist though, I, I I've seen his game for quite a bit now. Um, since Wolf's return, and he's he's a solid depth forward. Um, okay, we got some waiver claims right here. Seattle uh, claims Derek Pouliot. Um, oh, Mariza clears. Vancouver claims Richardson. Arizona claims Satiri. I wonder, is Satiri the goalie that Toronto recently signed? Is that who that is? Who? There's this one goalie that uh, the Maple Leafs had signed. It was like this finish or, or finish goalie or something like that. Um, yeah. Okay, so Riley Nash clears, Kyle Clifford clears. It sounds like Kyle Turris clears. So we'll see what happens there. Yes, we will. There's, according to... Um, Speculation that Martin Jones has been moved according to Anthony DeMarco. So keep an eye out there. I would laugh if Florida somehow goes after him. I don't know why, but it would it would just make me laugh. Goes after who? Come on, come on, refresh. That's what I hate about uh, Twitter sometimes is it takes too long to refresh. <laughs> um, what is a trade that really stands out to you so far? The one that we've talked about briefly or not at all yet? Um, you know what does actually, and it's not even a trade. It's a guy who was rumored to getting traded and then just got an extension. Yes. So I still think that they're going to do sign and trade. I think there's been rumors that just because he signed the extension, doesn't mean that he can't still be traded. There are 55 minutes until a technically 54 minutes, really, because as long as you submit a trade offer by 2.59 Eastern time, um, then a trade can go through and is valid and can get announced till after 3 p.m. Eastern time. With that being said, though, I think a deal for DeBrusque is done or it gets done. It just depends on what it is. Um, Also... And I'll throw Boston to that same mix I was talking about. Goals can't really trust or whatever, but I, I don't see Boston really going that far. I get. I'd even have them making playoffs it. this year. Um, I mean, now of course with the addition of Lindholm, yeah, you could. Well, they were going to make it's going to help a lot. Yeah. Question um, is how far they'll go. I mean, now the fact that they're adding pieces, well, they're either face. They're either going to have to face Florida, right? Or um, 
Carolina, depending on how the either way, that's a tough out. Either way, just because Boston can still be stingy, just because of guys like Bertrand. I still think that Boston's going to dump DeBrusque's salary because we know what he he's at now. He got a a, what I mentioned earlier too. I think a two by four extension. Two years for four mil, I believe, is what it was. So they'd be playing Carolina. Yeah. Because they're in the first wild card spot. Washington's in the second wild card spot, which means they'd be facing Florida, who has the best record with 90 points in the East. So. Either way, I could see the ending, depending on what else Boston does here. I'll say this. Uh, eh, no, never mind. That'll be too early in the playoffs. I think depending on what else Boston does, I think I could see them losing in five to either I'll Florida say, or Carolina. Do you think I just thought of one, actually? How much of a difference do you think getting Mark Giordano does for Toronto? Toronto? Not or much. Do th- they don't have the goalie. They don't have the goalie. They're, they're not doing much. They have the offense. They have a bit of defense now with Gio, but they're not. Damn, Blues adding a little bit more. Well, you know, Jeffrey, I, I missed. I this. remember they, a team. I think you may remember this team too. Years ago, had a pretty good offense, a stellar defender, pretty good defense, so-so goaltending. They had to go to their backup in these playoffs. I believe they're your hometown team, and I believe they what? went to the Stanley Cup playoff or finals. What? What are you, what are you talking about? So while it's great to have great goaltending, I don't think that necessarily knocks them out of contention. Now, having to face Toronto or Tampa does, you know, change that because you're going to need a legitimate goalie to stop those guys. Yeah, or you just need enough to slow them down. Um, or you hope that guys like last year in the playoffs, they got un- they were unfortunately without uh, Tavares because he got hurt. Yeah, and, and that having him that back really is going to help. Yeah, that really hurt them last year. So we will – yeah, so the official trade for the Blues, just to back it up here, Blues have acquired Nick Letty and – oh, wow. Nick Levy and Luke Witkowski <laughs> from Detroit in exchange for Jake Wallman, Sunquist in 2023 second. That's crazy to me. Is really is Nick Letty really worth a second? Apparently, um, I think I think that's just uh, yeah. apparently uh, uh, Vegas may be working on a deal for Evgeny Dadanov. I wouldn't be surprised. They've been trying to. I mean, he's got a big salary. Like, unfortunately, like that never really fit. Like mm-hmm. he he's a good player, but just he didn't he hasn't done well in Vegas. Looking at his salary too, they sent him to a big deal. He's a five million dollar cap hit. That's nuts. 
Yeah, um, yeah. for context, that would be back to the goalie. Harry Sateri is the goalie that Toronto signed literally yesterday, and Arizona claimed him off waivers. Yeah, but having said that, I don't really see them winning, but I can see them pushing the series to five, six games. I'd say five. If Boston gets but, someone else, like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm sorry, oh, you're talking about Vegas, right? No, I'm still talking about Toronto and Tampa. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Yeah, or it depends on who they play, but most likely what, they're going to be facing each other. Yeah, because there's no way Tampa is going to be able to catch uh, Florida, Florida at this point. Yeah, Johan Larson to Washington. Uh, Where does he come from? Uh, I want to say he's on Buffalo, or was technically now. Arizona. I lied, Arizona. There you go. You liar. Thank you. You know me, liar, liar, pants. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Jeff, people come to us for our reliability. We can't be lying to them. Oh, no, not at all. What would that send? God. Mixed messages. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Kind of like the underachievers with this podcast. (laughs) Just a bit. Just a bit. I don't know. Yeah, so there's already been some pretty crazy uh, deals throughout the day. Some expected, others not expected. But the reason why I say that is, or the Toronto thing was for the obvious, which is as good as they are in season. Same with them in 10, because I'm sure they're going to lose in the playoffs in the first iron as well. Yeah. If it happens again, they're both down the first round. What do you do if you're those teams? <laughs> what big move are you making? Because one of those teams are going to have to make a drastic move because it happened again. Obviously, Toronto, I feel like it's a little easier because you just need to find goaltending, which has been your issue for a little bit now, but mm. they feel confident Honestly, in Jack Campbell, but Campbell's just hurt. Yeah, I mean, with Campbell, though, I mean, he's definitely been shaky lately. He's hurt. That's why. Yeah. Um, by the way, he's actually played pretty decently this year. Six, Two sixty-five goals against, nine fourteen save percentage in forty games for uh, Jack yeah. Campbell. But he's on IR right now. Same with Jake Muzzin, who's on long-term IR. Also, keep in mind to. And their depth for Toronto. They also have Carter Hutton and Michael Hutchinson. Mm. Yep. I just remember, and even though I think Michael Hutchinson last year in the playoffs, or he did well, I think. Oh, yeah. That wasn't last year. It was in the bubble year. He played four games for uh, uh, Colorado, uh, 275 goals against uh, 910 save percentage. Yeah. All right. So we'll see what happens there. Um, what else? All right. Let me see here. 
Yeah, just still updating Twitter as I go along. Haven't seen or, or heard anything yet, but I mean, or, it, oh, it sounds like also Johan Larson, by the way, his uh, the return is a mid-round pick. Also, for those wondering, uh, Drew is expected to make his Panthers debut Thursday against Thursday against Montreal. That'll be a 7 o'clock game. If you want to check it, it'll be on ESPN+. Plus. Oh. Yeah, we are officially 45, 46 minutes from the deadline. Mm-hmm. Has been, you know, I, I say this has been a little bit more of an exciting deadline this year than it was last year. Because last year, the first move wasn't made to like 11, 12 o'clock, I think. Yeah. It's not even one. Still- the first move this on actual deadline day was like nine this morning. Mm-hmm. See, most of these trades that have happened today outside of the Mark andre Fleury one don't doesn't really do anything for me. Like, I feel like yeah. they cha- they don't move their needles that much for the team. No, again, it's like really for, the only Ra- the- for the Rangers who just acquired Dustin Braun. I still don't see them going far in the playoffs because right now, if you bring up the standards again, just right now, if the, if the season ended today, who would they be playing? Uh, let me just check. They'd be Cogliano going playing. to Colorado. They would be at home from they'd San playing, Jose. They'd be playing the Penguins, and that's a tough draw. It can be just because they have Crosby and them have the playoff success. Yeah, but um, I was talking with a buddy of mine, and I'll say this: I don't know. I don't trust either of those either. two teams. Oh, I don't. The Rangers don't are really young. They're one of the youngest teams in the NHL who have very little playoff experience. So I think that will come back to bite them. Which I think, if I'm, if I, I'll probably go back and forth on this like five times until I'll actually make a prediction. But right now, I'd say slight edge Pittsburgh if that is the series. I would it's imagine their, only because of the experience of Crosby, Malkin, and uh, Latang. But I can't really trust Tristan Jari. So, yeah. That's why it's kind of a toss up for me. Uh, here's a big has one. Tr- has Pittsburgh done or, today? Now I'm thinking about it. Uh, you said Pittsburgh? Yeah. They, they made the trade for oh, yeah, Anthony Bellu earlier this yeah. morning. That was it. It was a conditional seventh. And it's really uh, so, Jets are going to get the seventh round pick if the Penguins win like, what, three rounds or something mm-hmm. crazy like that. So, so it, it's, they did nothing. Basically, it's a cap dump, and his oh, cap yeah, they, that they did, I guess, a while ago. This is back on my birthday. Uh, get Alex Nylander from Chicago. Yes, I forgot about that move. By the way, um, but that's the only other move I see. 2023 third goes from Washington to Arizona for Johan Lawrenson. That's a steal. I'm very surprised text off for that condition. If I'm being completely honest, I am too. <laughs> It's not like a his, very Hextall yeah, condition, you know. No. Like more so, if anything, you could he would get like a fifth for a mm. guy like Bellew kind of thing, you know. I mean, I, I somewhat know Bellew, but like even I think like conditional seventh, that's just like a pure slap in the face. <laughs> so uh, I'd probably say that's probably what he's worth, but it's, You're the, not condi- wrong. I, it's I mean, the condition that I find on it that I find surprising. Yes. That's the surprising part I find with the Hextall move, but yeah, you're not wrong. 
Or maybe he made it that way because he, in a way, doesn't think he's going to, but he doesn't want to give Winnipeg that much more leverage or more right, benefit. And that's fair. That's so getting higher certainly than lots of trades rounder. have been happening. Um, by the way, Nick Letty does make 5.5 mil. Oscar Sunquist and Wallman, Jake Wallman combined make 3.4 mil. So presumably Detroit could be retaining Tim Sally, which wouldn't make sense, but we'll mm-hmm. see. Um. Yeah, I. So, who's a team you we have not heard from today that you're like, okay, like where are they? I mean, we talked about Vegas. They certainly need to make a move if, if possible. Um, we'll see what happens, but. Um. Again, I know it's. It's Hexstar running the Penguins now, but mm-hmm. I'm so used to Penguins in the past making big, bigger moves than just a Bellu uh, trade You're not at wrong. the deadline. Because that was always like even when they got they got a. Uh... But this is also Ron Hexstar running the team, and we know how Ron Hexstar works. If he feels like his team's good enough, he's not going to change it that much. Um, but he's also not. Because he's in a very weird uh, place right now with, I think the two teams that are in a weird place right now with, if you're a GM, is yeah, Boston and Pittsburgh. Because I think both of us are on the same page and the Islanders too. But they're, I don't think they're going to change how they're yeah. going to operate. Um, also, but, I, re- I do want to talk about the Forest for a split second because someone brought up this possible idea. And I think that this is a little far-fetched. But you never know. Um, someone who I follow quite a bit, uh, Alexander Appiard, uh, who's very on top of things for his prospects, especially. He suggested that. Uh, I don't even know if. Um, yeah, he, he said it was. I guess you could say a suggestion. He just said it would expect similar if this player is moved, a similar return. Three years ago, Derek Broussard got a third round pick. In return for him, a third. Mm-hmm. Yohan Larson just got a third round pick. The they reason- have pretty comparable seasons. Broussard with a better year last year. Do you think it's too far fetched to say Derek Broussard could get their round pick? I personally do. I think. Yeah, I think it. Is, I think it is because lucky. he's been injury prone. He's right. looked good in the games he's played, but he's just been too hurt. I think that they could it's get like the same. Fifth. It's the same argument I'd make for if you think a guy like if he said. Sean Couturier should win the Selkie, but Sean Couturier's barely played really any games, so he doesn't qualify. So as, <laughs> as good as his experience may be or the experience that he has that may be beneficial for your team, and he's not going to cost you that much, realistically. Again, he should cost a fifth. Yeah. And even that's being a little generous because, like you said, he's been hurt a majority of the season. Hurt, it's not like he's bad. It's been quick. He's just been hurt. Re- yeah, and he's there's been re-injuries too, so you're not sure how reliable he's going to be, especially when he gets punch how time. Going to be. Yeah, so right. that's going to be, I think that's why he's, at the end of the day, he's not going to be moved today. I, I highly doubt it. Um, if, he was playing, if he was playing all season, he could, but right or for majority of the season, and he didn't have any of his re-injuries, then yeah, he yes. would get like a fourth. Yeah. Um, well, the Flyers aren't last in their division anymore. Well, who? No, no. 
bad, Jeffrey. Bad. <laughs> being but, sarcastic. But anyways, back to my question before, or my thinking before of uh, Ron Hextall's position, or if you want to throw Boston in there too, or really any other team that I feel like is in that cusp of maybe they should start looking towards rebuilding pl- or at the very end of making their playoff runs. Uh, obviously, Chicago is another one that's in there. But yeah, they, speaking of Chicago, Dillenstrom is not expected to be traded today. Yeah. So just a little FYI there. But they're more starting on the rebuild. They're a little head start on the rebuilds than, say, Pittsburgh and Boston is. Boston seems to be looking to still be relevant and going for it. I assume while they still have Marshan and uh, Bart, uh, right, uh, Marshan and Bergeron, I assume that's why. Um, but again, once they're gone, then that whole team kind of changes. Um, you still have mm-hmm. Pasta, who'll put up a good amount of points, but yeah. and you'll still have Hall. You still have pieces. Yeah, I just assume... not as good, and you don't have Tuca anymore, which I think is the biggest reason why I think they're not going to go far in the playoffs. Yeah, I really don't see them because again, they're gonna have a very tough draw in round one, no matter what. Even if they get out of round one some way somehow, mm-hmm. they're gonna have another tough draw. Yeah, and whereas Pittsburgh, where I think Ron Hextel's doing pretty well on it is right now, Pittsburgh has no real reason to give up too too much because again, mm-hmm. right now they're tied for second in the Metro. Uh. They play the same amount of games as the Rangers, but the Rangers have two more wins of, and uh, uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh has four more overtime losses. But yeah. points-wise, they're both both at um, 85. But And they're only, both those teams are only three points behind Carolina. So realistically, and they're 7-2 and won their last 10, won their last two. So I feel like there's not a necessity for them to make a giant move. But mm-hmm. In terms of getting rid rid of any um, picks or anything, but I think that the, this off season we're going to see a very interesting uh, moves for Pittsburgh in terms of uh, yeah, I, I think you maybe could. not um, uh, maybe some depth. I don't know. Uh, we'll, I'm not we'll saying. I'm it. saying the opposite. I'm saying Ron Hextall going towards um, got it rebuilding while still being relevant, like he was with the Flyers. Yeah, like. I guess he won it, but he may try to bring back Chris Letang and he's good at doing little contracts, but he does have to resign a good amount of people too. Mulkin, sure. Rust, uh, Aston Reese, uh, Chris Letang, Christian, or uh, JC DeSmith. Uh, Bellio too, if um, he wants them. Who's also on long term IR? Uh, a couple potential trades here. It sounds like Zach Sanford is getting traded to Winnipeg, and ESPN is reporting Ricard Raquel could be going to the St. Louis Blues. So, FYI, there. So, a couple trades there. I'm curious on what the Blues will get for Zach Sanford. Um, he's got some, and what could you get from Winnipeg for Sanford? I mean, he's got some value for sure, but like, I'd imagine because oh, he, he's uh, he's in a roster spot right now. So, do you just get picks? Do you get a prospect? Do you get a roster player back? Who knows? I just pick. I, but then who takes his? The only person I can. Uh, oh wow, I'm dumb. I uh, he's going from Ottawa to. I completely forgot he even went to. Uh, he, he was from because uh, he got traded to Ottawa 
were signed there, I guess, something like that. I think it was a trade to Ottawa in the offseason. So never mind. You can yeah, scratch he all went that. From, yeah, Stanford went from 100%. St. Louis. I completely forgot yeah, about that trade. from St. Louis, Louis to Ottawa. Uh, Ottawa. Fifth round pick is the return for Zach Sanford. Yeah, that's that's, probably, that's what I expected. Yeah. That's cute, Joe. That's- I gotta wait and see what happens with this Ricard Raquel news because there's like multiple different reports. There is he could be going to <laughs> um, St. Louis. He could be going to Vegas now. All of a sudden, who knows? Um, we got 33 minutes left here. Mike, what do you think about the Martin Jones rumors? Could he be gone by the 3 p.m. deadline? Or again, reminder, just because it's 3 p.m. doesn't mean tro- uh, trades it, trades can roll in afterwards. If I'm being honest with you, well, maybe Edmonton. That's, an, uh, that's the team, Jeffrey. That's think- my guess. And that's no, what that's I predicted. Just not that. I'm just saying. Uh, where's Edmonton been? <laughs> exactly. Well, I guess they were. I'm wondering because well, my my guess is because it definitely makes sense they would need a goalie because when the Wild announced they're getting rid of oh yeah they got Kathleen Cockinen they got cool yeah they they got cool I guess mm-hmm. you'd say yeah sure it doesn't do much for me but they need a goalie. Um, but my yeah, thing only is, other trade remember, was... so when the Wild got the trade Kalkinen, um, I thought he honestly was going to Edmonton. I was kind of disappointed because I, I wanted Jones to go to Edmonton because that's my prediction. I think they'll give up two-fifths. Or, you know, I'm sorry. I had him going to Toronto. Um, but, you know, hey, he could work out in Edmonton too. We'll see. And make us still go to Toronto too. That's true. But I'll say this: How much is I think he's making? What two mil? That's one year contract. By the way, Detroit's yeah. uh, retaining fifty percent of Nick Letty's contract, and that's a five point five mil cap hit. So that makes sense. Yeah, he may not be going to Toronto just because. Um, I don't know if Toronto's going to be wanting to afford it, and I don't know if the Flyers really want to retain Martin Jones's. I don't think contract. they're going to retain his salary at all. Like, what's the point of retaining? There really isn't. But or I'm saying Philly. if Toronto goes after him, they don't really have the cap space to really afford this two mil. Yeah. So they yeah, need to. And let's look. Or it's at like that. a contract for a contract. Because in that case, well, so. Yeah. And. Edmonton doesn't really have any money to do to work with either. Again, it's only two mil, but I'm very confused. Just like <laughs> I just need someone to tell me what the freaking heck is going on 
quit the record for killing these because this is driving me crazy. That's very bleak. Very, very bleak. Can I find a person to replace that? That's that's uh, sounds about right. Still on the lookout here for any other trades. We got a half hour left. Um, what do you think? Which team, Jeffrey? Do you think is the, has been the most surprising? Between today, between the last say, couple days. Well, I want to look at their standings real quick, but I kind of want to say it might sound weird, but St. Louis, I didn't think that they had to do much, and yet they're kind of getting rid of some they guys if, who I think they have if I they want a chance think to be getting rid of. If they want a chance to beat St. Louis or Colorado or Vegas with they were somehow to beat uh, Colorado and Vegas got that far too. Um, they'd need pieces. They'd need more pieces. Right. They definitely need what pieces. I would do. Because they're second in the division in Central. They're right there with Minnesota and they need they, the Astros. Not right there, I don't, but they're there. Well, no, I'm saying they're right there with Minnesota. Not, not obviously, uh, yeah, Colorado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, yeah. So yeah. in Minnesota, because they're a point mm -hmm. above them. Um, um, they, they need to make moves, but I don't think getting rid of Oscar Sunquist is it. I mean, adding Nick Letty, sure, that's cool and all, but he doesn't do anything for me. People are saying he like, has, he's he, a he great has more skater. He has more defensive or more defensive ability for them. Yeah, that's that, and that's Craig Burby's system. This defense yeah. first, the offense. I don't think they really want to worry about, even though because. When they're going to come down to the playoff times, they're going to play similar to how the Islanders always played and how they played very when boring, they won the cup. struggling hockey. Yeah, very boring. They're going to try Ryan O'Reilly, and everyone's going to do the best to stop their top guys. And the thing they have now that they didn't have previous playoffs or previous rounds is they got Tarasenko back, who has yeah. been hurt for And a he's bit, so. been a threat this year. Um, so that's going mm -hmm. to help a lot. Um. That's why I think if we're thinking is uh, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Colorado could beat them, but yeah. Um, while we wait for more trades to pop in, and again, um, it all comes down to how John Benenton plays in the playoffs. And can you trust? I him? honestly, someone was saying that there's a rumor or possibility he could get traded, especially this late in this stage. There's no way. I think it's more of an offseason move. Yeah, I was gonna say if he's gonna doubt, it's gonna be an offseason move. Yeah. Um, but to go over some trades from earlier today while we wait for other trades and other, you know, discussions, um, you have the Marcus Johansson trade going to the Washington Capitals for Daniel Sprong, a fourth round pick in 2022 and a 2023 yeah. sixth round pick, uh, on one hand there, um, you had Mark Andre probably the biggest move of today going to Minnesota for a conditional second. Of course, with that being said, it pick upgrades to 2022 at first if the Wild reaches the Western Conference Final and Flurry has at least four wins in the first two rounds. Um, Justin Braun, uh, Philadelphia yeah, Flyers defenseman, goes to the Rangers for a 2023 third-round pick. Um, 
on top of that, you had uh, Arteri Luckin in another big trade here, retaining 50% salary for um, the Avs, that is, on his salary for Justin Barron in a 2024 second-round pick. And then moments ago, Oscar Sundquist, Jake Wallman, 2023 second for Luke Kowski and Nick Letty going the other way to the Blues, retaining 50% salary there. Um, I wonder what else is going to happen, but there, there's some, there's some probably moves in the work still. Again, we got 26 minutes before the deadline. As long as you have a electronic form of a trade to the league, it will go through unless there's some bizarre hiccup in the trade. Um, so again, trades can roll around past three o'clock realistically until three 30, maybe even four. I don't remember the last time we saw a trade roll in that late round four o'clock kind of thing. I can tell. I'm just glad we're here. Cause I'm, I've been over the trade deadline for a month. If not longer. <laughs> yeah. I know you're done with it. I've, essentially. Been, done, I've been done with it. I just want to get this to the playoffs. This has probably been one of the most bizarre years. I think I've seen for the trade deadline where it's like, it's finally here. And it feels like it never was going to get here. Mm-hmm. I'll say this though, but if we want to loop back to that, you're thinking of uh, St. Louis and them making their moves. Maybe it's more so to get a cushion between them and the teams behind them because only point behind them is both Minnesota yeah. and Nashville. I mean, that's not a bad thought, but like now, I think if Doug Armstrong goes out and, and inquires what's possibly rumored here, Ricard Raquel, that's a big get for them. I think he's going to cost you a bit, um, but I mean, you could argue he's certainly a rental. Um, cause looking at the blues right now, I mean, I don't think anything's updated really. Um, probably not because I think, let me see here. Uh, maybe, I don't know, but, um, either way though, they only have like, so they would have to some way, somehow give up someone with a lot of cap, um, to retain, and figure out what to do with Ricard Raquel. Because Raquel, he has a 3.78 cap hit, and he's a UF head to end of the year. So, again, he's probably going to be um, a rental. I don't know who this is, but Anthony Bittetto, per Kevin Weeks, uh, from the Rangers, is going to the Sharks. Not sure what that is, but hey, there's another trade, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Uh, a guy that I don't believe is going to get traded at all today is Jacob Chikrin. It's more likely some remove, although there was a lot of smoke at first um, about him getting traded and everything, despite the injury he suffered, you know, not too long ago within the last, you know, uh, two weeks, it's only a short term injury for him, which is good. Um, the asking price is way too high. I, I mentioned that, I think, to you earlier today. Um, let me bring up from what is reportedly their asking price. 
Um, Darren Drager on TSN asked, or says the Oats asked for Trick Grin has changed like that has. Now they, so before they wanted a first round pick, either top six forward or top four demon and two prospects. Now apparently they want two, maybe three first round picks and a prospect. That's not worth it. Like that's the kind of price you, I mean, yeah, I get it. Trick Grin's good and he's got a decent cap hit. For the night, and he's locked up, so that makes sense. But other than that, that's something you give up for like a, almost Rasmus Dalin or like Miro Heiskin and a steal. Why would yeah. you give up two or three first round picks for Chikrin? I get he's good, but he's not like a top five defenseman in this entire league. No, I wouldn't think so. He also makes more money. So that's, that's what just baffles me. It's like, what are you doing? I think they're thinking that much because he's only 23. He's only 23. He's a young guy. So the immediate thought process is, oh, you want one of our young guys? How about you get fork over some uh, picks and everything? Which, I mean, Arizona doesn't need any more of, especially this year. Yeah. They've got seven in the first two rounds alone. One of them from our Flyers. Two conditionals as well in the first round. Um, do you expect anything else to come from the Flyers today besides obviously just Braun because he got traded? No, but I'll ask you this question about the Flyers first and then we can move on to other playoff caliber teams that we thought were going to be relatively busy. Mm. But let's give them a grading. How would you grade right now Chuck Fletcher's trade deadline? I mean, right now, I think he's technically, I think he's, I think he's done. I think he's probably done. I mean, to be fair, we thought he was going to be done last it. year, and then I he went it. and traded Michael Roffel for a fifth. It's true. Um, but I also so, think that um, one of the teams that we're probably talking about, Martin Jones, was probably Minnesota. And now that they yes. got... Uh, Flurry. Flurry. They, it's certainly not happening. Yeah, at least there. Because they have Cam um, Talbot. Yeah. So there's a, there's only two teams I can really think of, and neither team I think can really afford his contract, and that's Toronto and Edmonton. Without right. the Flyers having to eat some of the contract, but if that's a thing Chuck doesn't want to do, but if it can get you like a fourth or a fifth, like what was rumored before, I would suffer that just because it's I would 100 percent do that. For us, it's only a year. It's only for a month that you have to worry yeah. about suffering uh, through that. Um, and it only be a, um, it, it is only unlikely be like that it is unlikely Jeff Petrie trade today is happening. Yeah, that's an off season trade. Yeah, because I think the asking price, and that's the theme with a lot of these teams. I think the asking price is way too high. Um, but that's just me because you know even for Petrie, they're looking for like a first. Mm-hmm. At least, I mean, he's what thirty four years old, thirty two at minimum, and he's 34. good. It's just, yeah, he's going to cost you a lot. He's going to come to Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, you think I'm joking, but he was already rumored to come here before, so I think there's a good chance this off season he may be coming here, especially with Braun not here anymore. Yeah, sure. What 
I'll see what happens. Um, but for me, just to go back to my question, I probably rate as as a B minus slash C. I would say, I would say B minus. Yeah, just because I, I would have liked a little more from Drew, but I mean, he got a first out of it, so I'm not too pissed about it. Um, Owen Tippett looked fine yesterday in his debut. He, he looked he looked pretty good. Um, I'm not gonna lie. So again, that just a wait and see kind of thing. Uh, you, I, I think he got a steal and a third round pick for Justin Braun. Um, and just that's why I'm thinking more so B minus, just because you got a first and he got a third for. Uh, actually, I think he got two yeah. thirds. I think he got a third in the Drew trade, or is that a fourth? He did. Yeah. He got two thirds, a first, a prospect in Tippett. Mm-hmm. They got rid of two guys who weren't really going to plan out for our future, anyways. No. Um, and he didn't have to retain it outside of the fifty percent of Drew's contract for Jesse Braun. So that's that one. Yeah. So the team that they traded Drew for, how would you rate their trade deadline? Very busy. Uh, I don't it- know because I, I would say a B, to be honest, if I'm quite frank, because. I love the fact that they got Giroux. It helps them a lot. I like the idea of Ben Chirac. But I'm saying a B because they gave up way too much for oh, Ben Chirac. Yeah. They did give a lot for Ben Chirac. Um, I'd probably give them a solid B um, just because they did give up a lot for Chirac. You also, however, in both these trades for Sherratt and Drew, you kept two of your better prospects too without having to trade them away, which you were probably fearing that you had to do. Right. And I think more likely they would have had to give them up um, Denisov or, or Denisov, however you pronounce it, or the number two prospect, Matty Semoskevich. Yeah. For Either way, those, the yeah. In terms, yeah. And those guys are, high, are more so highly rated. I think it was what the Athletic had on their prospect. For the Panthers, that's relatively not yeah. that high of a prospect rate in terms of the whole league. I think what it was the twenty yeah. eighth or something like that, which you know it's not great, but they got to keep two of their better prospects. Which for Florida's yeah. sake, if you're looking, that's a huge win. If you're looking at right now and future, you still have some of your future because you got those guys. You look right now, you got Drew. You got a good, you're pretty good defenseman. Uh, you already got a pretty good team that's already gone. Uh, that's realistically going to take the East. Well, the you know what? East. I'm going I'm to upgrade. I'm going to upgrade it just a bit. I go from a B minus to solid B. Yeah, I'm saying solid. Maybe B. maybe even a B plus. It's not an A for Florida, but it's B. I think it's solid B because I think it's what changes it. From- it's a B for me also because the thing I like about it is they're they taking get a chance. They get they're taking a chance. Yeah, they took a bit, a bite out of it because you the next two years you'll be without your first um and your second, I think, in there too. But you're gonna be without a couple early picks, and that's obviously taking the risk or whatever you're gonna get rid of those. But you're also taking the chance that you really think that this is your year to do it. And that's what I like Correct. what Florida's doing, is that they realize yeah. it. 
whether it will work out, yeah. that's another story. But right now, I'd like to uh, who, who knows if it'll work out or not? You mm-hmm. never know. Um, small trade right here. Andrew Ham- Hammond, the hamburger, goes from Montreal to the New Jersey Devils in exchange for Nate Schnarr. Not much really there. Just a that's depth a, move, probably. That's a very so. nothing, nothing trade. Exactly. For two nothing, nothing teams this year. Hey, hey, hey. Give respect to the hamburger. Come on. Nah. Um, but for Florida, though, I certainly believe that the fact that they didn't have to get up Denisov or Mackie Semiskevich, that's a huge win right there. But the fact that they gave up a, a 2023 first for Sherratt, I mean, I don't think Sherratt's – he's good. Just He's not worth the first. Like, here, let's looking back at the deal. Because this was announced several days ago. Florida, 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 where are you? It was bench rot for Tyler Smilanic. Smilanic, 2022 fourth conditional and a 2023 first conditional. Yeah. So the first round. Okay, so the conditional on the first round pick is weird. I mentioned earlier in the podcast, but I'll repeat it. It's top 10 protected. In the event that the Panthers retain their 2022 first, meaning it is a top 10 pick. They will no longer own their 2023 first-round pick in Montreal and Sick at their 2024 first-round pick, which then um, sends the Flyers' 2024 first that they get from Florida to 2025. Also, all indications that Andrew Kopp is heading to the Rangers, and the Rangers also might be getting Tyler Mott. So I think Rangers are doing some work. I'll say this, though. Hey. Yes, in terms of if you look at Florida now versus the moves they made this offseason, would you consider Bill Zito a GM of the year finalist? You could argue. I mean, of course, it depends on how far they go. It's also something they vote on before the season ends. And if they're a team you didn't expect to be first place in the entire East, it's usually the ones that it goes to. It's kind of right. why AV got it. It's why yeah. um, Barry Trotz got it. And I think this year it's why Florida is going to get it. Well, more so coaching. But I think those two things kind of go hand in hand. Especially given the fact that at any point during the Chicago shit that had a, a Quinville involved and he had, yep. this, he had to go, go to Andrew Brunette as a head coach, that could have derailed your season right there, but they've yeah. been playing just as well as they were then. So for that, that's been great for Florida. Um, what about everyone's presumed favorite to be cup favorite or finals or cup winners in the Colorado avalanche? Um, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, Andrew Kopp is going to the Rangers, and in, in that's uh, that's confirmed by David Pagnotta from the fourth period. Gotta wait and see what the return is. Uh, going from the Winnipeg Jets to the uh, New York Rangers, of course. But going to Colorado, they made moves. And with that being said, is it enough to move the, me- the needle? Maybe. You get Josh Manson. Who's a pretty solid, you know, player. I think our Terry Lekkinen helps 
mm-hmm. because that is going to really help your top nine. And especially given the fact that you know they're not going to have a good chance, you're not going to have a Madrid. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly my point. Because sure, he's been destroying the lead this year, but that's what happens when you play on it in top six on the Avalanche. So and then you also got Cogliano too. Cogliano, that's a, another mm-hmm. one there. Nico Sturm, I don't know, but Nico Sturm, Nico Sturm I, I like for sure. Um, but those are very. That's really it. So those I are the only say, moves they've made in terms of this deadline. Everything else is. I'd say C plus to be honest, because the only reason it's, I'd say it's, it could be a B minus at absolute best. Other than that. It's a C plus because they got Manson, they got Luckin in, which those moves right there should probably give you a B. But mm-hmm. Cogliano doesn't do much for me. You didn't really have to give up that much for these guys either. Yeah. You gave up a second round 2024 and a fifth round 20, uh, 2024 for yeah. Cogliano. The second round was for Luckin in. Right, and to get and you got rid of a 2023 second round for Josh Manson and Drew Hellison. He was one of their better prospects. What but. surprises me though is that the fact that the Avs got rid of both Bar- Baron and Hellison. That mm-hmm. I didn't think was going to happen at all because I thought it was going to be one or the other, not both. Yeah. But that just also goes to show how desperate the rain, sorry the uh, Avalanche are right now. Yeah. I would give Colorado as much shit as I love giving. Am I being too harsh for them for on the for saying only a C plus? No, I was probably going to because I like C minus. I was going to say like C plus, I would say I don't have a final say. I just have B minus or C plus, like you're saying. Yeah, I because the thing that I had been saying for a while and what they should be doing and what I. And I understand the fact that you want to get more depth, but again, I still don't think offense is your problem, Colorado. Your uh, your issue is having to replace Nathan Cadre when he inevitably does something down in the playoffs. But the bigger where... issue that I always come back to and why I never think you're going to go far is outside of your goaltending. I don't think it's the strongest. Is your defense isn't outside of Kel McCarr, yeah, who's a and great that's defenseman where and all. helps, and then they are getting drawer back in a few more weeks. But yeah. still, I that's don't why think I thought getting Josh. I think they're helps. too worried that's why I, on. That's why. I, that's why I'm probably kind of leading more towards a B minus because I think Josh Manson will help uh, their blue line more. Correct. And hopefully, at that point, means you could fucking bench Jack Johnson because if Jack Johnson's playing for you in the playoffs and you actually haven't well, played, that's my biggest minutes, worry. Is I then don't you're not going to win. Did enough on defense to really up their ante. Mm-hmm. And really, it also again just depends on who they play in the first round. That's what's going to be the scenario for the right Browns now. It's Vegas for the Avalanche, for the Rangers. Really, um, for a lot of these teams, who are they playing the first round? The Rangers. When I'm, I'm more so saying, you know, like depending on who they play, is that. Um, with some of these teams' moves, will those moves be enough to, uh, to beat those teams? Correct. Gotcha. Um, 
And I think these teams are making bigger moves, not necessarily for the first round opponents they have to face, but the team they know they're going to have to face down the line when they're going to the playoffs and if they can beat them. For Florida, that's Tampa. For Toronto, obviously, that's just trying to get out of the first round and Tampa. Um, And the Metro, it's can any of these teams take down Carolina, who's been relatively quiet today, which I don't think is that surprising because they're pretty set. Yeah. Um, We have six more minutes until the deadline is over again. If your trades can roll in past 3 p.m. If you're Colorado, you're almost hoping that Vegas starts doing better. So you don't have to just one wild card position better. And then you don't have to worry about them or you, they met the better option for you is if they miss the playoffs entirely. I don't really see that happening still. Um, not that it's not out of the realm of possibilities since they're only a point above Dallas right now for the second wild card spot. But if you're Colorado, that's the one thing you're going to hope for because a first round pick round for either of those teams is going to be a bloodbath because those two teams on paper are the best teams in the West. And if you're if that series, like I did last year, has to go down to seven and a very brutal seven, that next round could be very key. And that next team getting ahead, kind of like how Vegas lost this last after they beat uh, Colorado. So if a team like, Sounds like I feel Minnesota like it might not be done. Yeah. If those two teams face each other in the first round, I say whoever plays play them in that next round go up. Two nothing, if not one one, hmm. because those teams that first game is going to be, I think, bad because of just how bad that, how much it's going to have to go into beating that other team, whether you're Vegas or Colorado, and I can make the argument for either team. And if you're St. Louis and Minnesota or Calgary, LA, or Edmonton, you almost love the fact that those two teams have to battle each other in the first round. Because that's oh, for sure. one of the best um, teams you would have to worry about down the road. Also, not bad here. The Rangers still active. They do, in fact, acquire um, Tyler Mott for a 2023 fourth round pick. That's still not enough. That's still, that's... It definitely isn't enough. You may I like beat the, the, you, you may beat the Penguins now, but you're, you're, you're not going much farther than that. The, the, neither of them are going to be wow um Toskin Nimi resigns in Carolina eight years why it was reported like several weeks back but it's not official until now um how about Minnesota? I actually give them, they may have my highest just because I think other teams that outside of Florida, I think um, that have made the biggest improvement that moves their scales. And it was really just one trade that did it um, was getting flurry. Yeah. No, so for that, I I'm going to say Minnesota, to I'm going to say B plus. I'd say, I'd say B plus for sure. Cause they answer the goaltending need that they desperately needed Talbot and 
Kakanen hasn't been bad, but not good enough to, you know, for, for Flurry. You know, mm-hmm. like for Flurry, that just adds so much more. Now they got rid of Kakanen, so that helps too. Um, well, that's enough to get them. I'd say it's enough to get them passed around. You think they can Maybe beat St. Louis? You would have a nice goaltending match between Bennington and Flurry now. And you I kind of like I would, more what Minnesota has right now than St. Louis, to be honest. I like what Florida has, or I'm the opposite. I like what St. Louis has more, but I trust the goaltending in Minnesota more than I trust the goaltending in St. Louis. That, that's also the other point I'm thinking, though. Um, according to Peter Bow, uh, for who covers the Avalanche for the Athletic, the Avalanche are done for the day. Well, with two minutes left, that makes sense. Yeah, all these other trades that are going to come in, I think, are just going to be very depth piece or trades. It's not going to be much. And I can almost go with certainty that I would be very surprised if Martin Jones is dealt. Yes. It makes sense, though, that as are done for the day are officially one minute. What do you think? This is wild card for not necessarily wild card, but what do you think of Washington's? Um, they've been super line. quiet. I don't even think they've been kind of. They've made a couple. They got Marcus Johansson back, and they got Johan Larson. No, like those are clearly both depth moves that right. won't change that much. But for Washington, I think getting as much depth as you can is the worst. Mm. Thing. Also, another reminder: um, any paper transactions? Yes, today yes, from, yes, Jeffrey. We know, we know. Just, just gotta put it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any you, teams you, that put AHL players on waivers, their paper transactions, so they're eligible for the. Um, Calder Cup. Uh, 3 p.m. officially. The deadline has arrived. Chicken, by the way, stays in Arizona. Um, there's that. For now. And again, I think Chicken trade is similar to that if you were trading Proverov or Sanheim, where I think that's an off-season trade. I think that's where you can get as that asking price that they were hoping for because to me because we're both like that seems way too much for chikorin but that also seems like a, a tray where like okay they you clearly don't really want to get rid of this guy so you're going to give as big of a uh, asking price as possible yeah and i think it's ridiculous asking price and I still it is but it i is. think that's i think that's done purposely because i don't think they really want to get rid of him yet you're not wrong. You did just get had to get for whatever it. reason. The Penguins are uh, possibly rumored to trade for Ricard Raquel because, of course, good for Ronnie H. And uh, rumors. I mean, out of that's a it, camp. depending on what they give up from. I mean, yeah, he's going to be a rental, most likely. But that's like well, good freaking. Well, Anaheim will have to make that trade already because 
Yeah, the, the trade would have had to have been submitted to the league. It doesn't have to be announced until whenever it gets announced. But uh, with that being said, though, it as long as it's submitted by 259, it can still roll through. All right, let's see if any – I'd imagine that there's going to be a minimum of five trades that roll through. That's that's my over-under. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be too much of a surprise, but P.K. Subban is staying put in, in New Jersey. It makes sense because he's one of the most ridiculous contracts I've ever seen. Only one more year of it, though. So we'll see what happens still. in the offseason for him if he's still got any value. Um, Charlie O'Connor tweeted out the Flyers might have one more trade to be announced. It's not a blockbuster, just a minor one. Stay tuned. I'm just glad it's. Because people have been talking about this thing for what feels about five months, even though it probably has only been since yep. like what January, and it's only March, but we're also a month just about than when it normally would have been. So, oh, not expecting that. Derek Broussard is on the move. He's going to Edmonton. Who be saying this? Uh, Mark Spector is the one with the news. Wow. I um, I fully expected Martin Jones to go and not Derek Broussard. I mean, I still had basically all in my pre-rev for Sports Talk Philly, I essentially had all UFAs gone. But in reality, I expected more so Jones than Broussard. Yeah. I, because again, I don't trust Ken Holland. Oh, I feel Kessel did not get traded. Yeah. That, kinda, that, that kind of surprised me. That does surprise me a bit. Only because um, he does, even though he's obviously hasn't been really the same since he's left uh, Pittsburgh, he still provides a good amount of offense. Uh, the contract is an issue, but. Yeah, and I feel like Colorado or Arizona probably would have no issue at all with the amount of cap they have with having to eat some of that if they needed to. Um, Philly. Oh, also that makes me think even more that uh, Phil uh, is coming to Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm good. I don't want Phil to Philly. Apparently, it's know. two seconds for Andrew Cobb. That's a hefty, hefty price there. Oh my God! The Penguins get Ricard Raquel. Are you kidding me? Wow, what a deal for Ron Hextall. Depends on what they give up, of course. Uh, 
That's a huge trade. Reminder is 306. Trades can roll through just like this one did. What a steal. Uh, the Blues are officially done. They did not make any more trades before the deadline. This does bear mentioning, though, for Edmonton. Um, mm. For the same thing for what I said earlier about Colorado, but even more so. As good as an under uh, as good as I thought uh, Richard was for the Flyers, and as good as he could be for Edmonton, especially depth wise for them, which is what they'll need. Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't solve your goaltending or defensive issues. So it doesn't really change much of where I think you're going to end up being, which is probably eliminating the first I still don't either. It's – it sounds like a second and a prospect is going back for Raquel, but still that's a – for a rental to, you know, get far in the playoffs, that's a – that's a steal to – in my opinion, I don't know much about um, his return. Oh, I'm sorry, the, uh, the one who the prospect is, but to the um, prospect pool in general. This is interesting. So Let's now see. officially Ricard Raquel is off the board. Justin Braun, Andrew Cobb, Tyler Mott, Arteri Lackanen, Jacob Milton, Nick Letty, Johan Larson, Caspace for Arizona, Josh Brown, Cogliano, Sanford, Brett Kulak, and that's it from all the TSN's trade beat list. A, a majority of that list is gone. New teams. So that's a... Uh, Ducks getting a pick, prospect, and players. Domi has apparently been dealt. Oh, Carolina made a late push. I wonder if it's Domi to Carolina. Ooh, that sucks. Not sure if they got the deal done or not. I like that for Carolina, to be honest. Yeah. Again, not that I really thought they had to really make any more moves. Again, 
I'll keep saying it. Don't really trust that goaltending because, you know, Anderson has a history of not playing that well in the playoffs. Playing good in season, playoffs come around, different story. That's why he's no longer in Toronto. Sounds like a fourth round pick for Broussard. That's that's a that's solid, pretty good. Yeah. That's a solid pickup. I so honestly, I'm, a, I'm I'm seeing a lot of Chuck hate on this Twitterverse, which isn't. I am too. Um, and I want to get your like, thoughts on that real quick. Just if with the guys that they weren't trade, because I'm seeing people complaining because they didn't trade or. Get rid of Yandel and Jones before it was Broussard. Um, but to me, Yandel, and we've kind of mentioned this a little bit last night too. Yandel has a new trade um, clause. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, he's got a no trade clause. Plus, he hasn't played that well this year. Um, Martin Judge has been fine, but he's a backup at this point. A lot of these teams are looking more so for our starter potential goaltender, which I don't think this season has really proven that Martin Jones can be that again yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I don't think anyone really went after him. Plus his $2 million contract, I think was a little much for some teams that were more desperate for goaltending. Um, and Persard, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, he's been hurt for most of the season. He's played good in the games he's dealt. Great. We got a fourth-round pick for him, and we were actually yep. able to trade him. Uh, I didn't expect it to happen because of that, but he was dealt. Um, So I, I just don't really get the hate because I, I can completely understand why all these teams... It's probably more so coming from still backlash from the Drew trade, to be honest. And I think people are just kind of fed up with Chuck Fletcher at this point. Oh, 100%. Yeah, so a fourth round pick in 2023, by the way, for Derek Broussard. That's a that's a good deal, especially for 2023. Yeah. Again, going back to being dead horse here, but that's supposed to be a very deep draft class. I'd imagine, obviously, in the first round. Mm-hmm. After that, who knows? But so why eight? I still don't. I don't get Carolina. You make a you make a good trade to get. That's way too much for Cockney for my sense. Yeah. Uh, one, I'm not paying him to. I'm not paying or having him for eight years. That's just not going to happen. Um, because yeah. he hasn't shown enough for me to say, hey, yeah, you're you're good enough for that. Um. And two. Nah, that's pretty much it. I just don't think he's that great. Um. That contract is. It's going to come back to bite the hurricanes in the ass. That's my prediction. The trade went through. Max Domi, the Carolina Hurricanes. And as we'll see how this, how all these moves impact the teams later on once we get down to it later on in the season.
That's an interesting one. I, what do you think about Carolina's uh, trading and everything and their subtle moves here and there? Uh, I thought getting uh, next to him was actually a good depth move. Um, yeah. I thought that's all they really did. Um, I would give them a C minus because of the Cockney tri- uh, contract. Yeah, I think that's too many years. Too, too many, much. Yeah, for a guy who's proven very little. Yeah. Like at least do a bridge deal or something. So you can right. actually be like, I, I is would've... this guy actually worth it? So you don't have to automatically go to, oh, we're fucked. Because yeah. why wouldn't anyone <laughs> want to touch this contract? I'm sure that's probably everything coming through. I mean, there could be another trade to roll through in 15 minutes. Sound like the Carpenter one was trying to roll through still. So keep an eye out there. But other than that, most likely that's just about that's, it. But yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, this has been a pretty solid day, I'd say. Um, for say for trades. Uh. If you're into that kind of thing. I am. <laughs> I know you are. But if you just want the day over with, you're just glad it's already here. And oh, for sure. Because again, this focus has been on a nightmare. The... We've been trying to get pat- yeah. get through this day. I'm just waiting for this day uh, for freaking ages. So. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what Wow. <laughs> You're curious what? I'm curious on what the return is for Domi. Probably two picks. You're saying probably two picks? Yeah, probably. Four wheelers are done for the day after the um, Richard deal pushes through. I think 90% of the teams are done. Yeah, I would say so. But going back to Fletcher, though, I mean, I get where people are are pissed and everything. Mm Mm-hmm. I think this is just a, um, I don't know. It's it's a it's a lost season. Or I think get as much as you can for assets you're able to trade. Because there is what there's UFAs. You had Giroux, Broussard, Braun. All three are gone. You also had Jones and Yandel. Three out of the five. That's not bad. Yeah. For actually getting rid of and getting assets back. Sounds like a second round pick in 2022, a prospect and a roster player going from pit to and I am for uh, Raquel. I think people just want to see Briere's GM. I think that's what Marceau is. Which I, still, I agree. I just don't think he should be. Because I don't, I just don't think he's as much as like Briere. I'd rather him as a coaching role than 
manager role. Yeah, no, I get that. Kind of like how Marty St. Louis has been the head coach with right. Montreal. And even though Montreal still isn't playing that well, they've looked pretty good with them. So, no, they, they definitely have. Uh, they've shown more of a fight than they ever have at all the rest of the season. Yeah. So, I, I would, I still think that should have been the option to go with before making him Dwight. Interesting. I also so want to, to be 100% certain that if Chuck was fired, that he would automatically be the guy who was um, taken over. Say that again? I, want to think, I also don't know if Chuck was fired, that he would automatically be the guy. I mean, him. you kind of need someone to take the ropes, you know? Yeah. Um, Aiden Reschuk, uh, sorry for botching the, mis- the pronunciation, taking 94th overall last year. Um, he is going back in the Domi deal. Also, uh, Ryan Carpenter going from Chicago to Calgary for a 2024 fifth round pick. See, I don't know if it was because the deadline was pushed back so long, or the fa- or yeah. the fact that the Flyers suck and are sellers, or a combination of the two. But I just didn't care about this deadline at all. Hundred percent. I, I think it's just a combination of the two, more so that because I'm more amped for it because I'm thinking, oh, the Flyers are going to get someone who can help them to go further into the playoffs, and now that's the opposite of it. I just. I don't. I don't care. I want the Flyers to be good. I. I don't like seeing the Flyers bad. Yeah. Um, update regarding Martin Jones from Bill Meltzer. There was interest in Jones, but the Flyers were concerned about the injury issues with the prospect goalies this season. Ideally, they wanted a backup goalie as part of the actual deal for Jones. It's interesting. Um, which I mean isn't the worst thing given the fact that uh, Fedotov is probably going to come over yeah next year and from the sounds of it it sounds like they're going to have a battle for the backup between him Ustamenko and uh Sandstrom. So. Yeah, well, so according to Tony Androcidis, um, he was saying that it makes sense because the Flyers didn't want to handcuff the Phantoms for their potential push for a run for the um, Calder Cup playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I get that. Um, 
we'll see what else happens. Um, there's a little bit more to the Andrew Cop deal. It does sound like, according to Drager, sounds like picks and a prospect. So it sounds like, again, there's the two second round picks earlier mentioned and a prospect. So we'll see what else um, comes up. Right now what? with what? Domi. What? what? Got it. Keep talking. Sorry. Um, reportedly, here's the project lines for the Hurricanes with Domi now on the team. Tevu Teravina and Sebastian Ajo, Seth Jarvis, that's a great first line. Andre Sebastianikov, Vincent Trocek, Marty Natchez, Max Domi, Jordan Stahl, Jesper Fast, Steven Lorenz, Jesper Kakinimi, and Derek Stefan. But of course, you also can't forget Nino Niederreiter. I'd imagine he would go on that third line where Fast is now and basically replaced Faust and just keep him as a healthy scratch, in my opinion, um, as a depth player. So we'll see. There's no way the Panthers, the fans are going to make the playoffs. There's a, I guess there's you, a slim you, chance. You never know. There's a very little chance. I think it would have been worth taking the gamble, to be honest. Um, if anything, just call up a guy from the Reading Royals. Yeah, but you know, it's also surprising. I just realized what? the Leafs did not get a goalie. No, so that's a huge uh, yikes. Unless they think that uh, Campbell's going to be back in time. If he is, that's a benefit for them because he's better than any other option that would have had this trade deadline outside of uh, Flurry, and they definitely were not going to be able to afford Flurry. Okay. I think we're slowly but surely getting. Nope. Another trade. Vladislav Nemestikov from the Red Wings to the Dallas Stars for a fourth round pick. Yeah, that's. that's I, if, I, if I'm betting man, I'm saying that's the last trade. That's a pretty solid bet. <laughs> that was, of course, according to Kevin Weeks. I mean, honestly, give credit to Stevie Eiserman. He's a he's been all over for Detroit um, in a good way because they're getting assets back and returning with the picks. Yeah, that's typically what you do when you when they're a rebuilding team. Yeah. And they are your rebuilding team where they're getting closer to that uh that little prediction you got. Yes, closer and closer to the Red Wings will make the playoffs within five years since Steve Eiserman was named general manager, what, two years ago? 
Got three more years, Jeffrey. I'm confident in East TBY. Mm-hmm. Um, big blow here for the <laughs> for the Blue Jackets. They acquired Aiden Hrustrek from what I was mentioning earlier. He selected tw- in uh, last year's draft 94th overall for Max Domi, one for one, according to uh, Elliot Freeman. So that being said, keep in mind the. The uh, Blue Jackets gave up Josh Anderson for Max Domi one for one per perspective. I'm okay with that. I don't think Josh Anderson's that good of a player to begin with. He's a solid player. I don't think he's worth the eight-year contract he got, but he's a solid player. Also, it sounds like Jake DeBrusque is not being traded. So there's official confirmation there from Ryan Rashog from TSN. As there's no late trade. Yeah. Which, I mean, right. in that sense, at least I didn't give up a pick. For, it was just, and it was just another one-for-one, one, which I really love their one-for-ones because they just yes. traded... They've had Pierre a Le lot De- of one for ones. Yeah, Pierre Luc Dubois for Patrick Line. They had, uh, I actually know that's not one for one because they had uh, Jack Rosselvick come back the other way as well. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, they had Vorchek for, Gat- for Atkinson. That was one for one. Yep. Alrighty. Unless I see any other literally last second trades here. Um, that's pretty much that. Yep. Anything else? Yet. Everybody Anything else? I'll be on the lookout and tweet out. But other than that, that is your 2022 NHL trade deadline coverage from Mike and I here at oh, the Women's Week Podcast. Long day for gone. sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you're happy. Yes. Um, breaking down the Flyers trades real quick again. The Flyers made two trades today, uh, trading Justin Braun to the New York Rangers for a 2023. Uh, third round pick and Derek Broussard to the Edmonton Oilers for a 2023 fourth round pick. So two picks in turn for two depth players that also gives, um, you know, the Flyers more room to uh, get pro- uh, their college players in the mix. And I'm also happy about that um, for, you know, that for way. Just, fan, for the well, exactly. For the fans for actual roster spots. So it gives them more likely chance and tiny bit more money yeah. um, to make some moves. Yes. And anything else I'm sure we'll break down in the next couple of weeks or whatever, whenever we talk pot- hockey again, um, you'll be sure we'll break it all kind of down, whether it's flyers related, league wise related. And, and obviously when it gets to the playoffs and all those playoff scenarios and everything, um, until then, until FA podcast in a couple hours, we'll see you next time.